What's up, creepy cats? We are back with another animal attack story. It's no surprise we're going back to Australia to discuss the famous shark attack on Rodney Fox. Rodney's attack became so notorious that he even assisted Steven Spielberg in the making of Jaws. Creepy and cool. Welcome to another episode of You know, That's Creepy, and I can't wait to tell you guys another animal attack story. I really like animal attack stories for some reason. I know, I do too. It's horrible, but they're really fascinating for some reason. I know, I agree. I don't know why. Maybe because it's just animals are so pretty, it's crazy to watch them go, like, animal. <laughs> yeah. I think it's to the fact that it's like with animal attacks with humans, it's so hard to listen to because it's so intentional and with animals it's more just like they're animals yeah like that's literally what they're made to do exactly so this one is a really famous one and it's summer so you know i had to tell a little shark attack story (gasps) yes so this one is the story of rodney fox and he was born in adelaide australia in 1940 He loved the ocean at an early age from living in Australia. Water-related activities, you know, are very common. So Rodney grew up fishing with his dad and swimming with his friends. And by the time Rodney was a teenager, he decided to try out spearfishing. And he was a natural at it. Rodney started to bring home fish and lobster regularly for his family um, and his four siblings. So he basically at a young age kind of started providing through spearfishing. That's amazing. And I'm sure that was delicious. That's so ballsy to go out there and spearfish for a living. That's baller. True. By the time he reached his 20s, Rodney was working full time as an insurance salesman and part time spearfisherman. In 1962, at the age of 22, Rodney became South Australian spearfishing champion. Wow, that's impressive. I know. And in 1963, he married the love of his life, a young woman named Kay. Yay, Rodney. So everything's looking great for Rodney. Four months into his marriage with Kay in 1963, Rodney entered back into the South Australian spearfishing competition to defend his title. On December 8th, 1963, Rodney was one of 40 spearfishers, spearfishermen, who <laughs> entered into the water at Aldinga Beach, which is south of Adelaide. As the day started to wind down and the competition is ending, Rodney began to realize that, you know, he still needed one big catch to win this thing. By now, the tides were coming in, the waters are full of blood from all this fish being caught all day. So Rodney made a risky decision and decided to swim offshore away from his competitors. He wanted to swim where it'd be like 60 feet of open water in hopes that he would catch a bigger fish. So Rodney swims out to this distance away from everyone by himself. That's like my worst nightmare. I know. (laughs) Imagine people are doing this for fun. Finally, Rodney sees this fish that he wants to catch. He focuses in. 
focuses in on his kill. Laser focus. Like an animal, basically. <laughs> he is the shark. <laughs> <laughs> so he's zoning out for a minute, going full shark mode on this fish, and he's just focused in on it. And all of a sudden, Rodney says he feels like he's hit by a train. And what had happened is that a great white shark had swam and bit into his entire torso. Oh my god. So his entire torso and his arm, one of his arms, were in the mouth of this giant great white shark. Because of his job as a spearfisher, Rodney did remember having conversations with Fishermen who had gotten into encounters with sharks or knew of people who had been in encounters with sharks. And he remembered them saying to go for the eyes. So that's exactly what Rodney did. And he reached back towards the shark and dug his fingers into the shark's eyes. Ew. I know. At this point, the shark did let Rodney go. So his first thought was to push the shark away from him because they were still right next to each other but unfortunately for Rodney when he stuck his hand out it just went right back into the shark's mouth oh and those little sharp ass teeth yep big sharp ass teeth true almost as quickly as his hand went into the shark's jaws Rodney yanked it back out and his hand was just shredded at this point after he pulled it back out so now he's been bit so hard for on his entire side down to the arms all of his bones and now his hand is shredded the shark is still not fleeing or swimming away from him so rodney is thinking super quickly and he actually wraps his arms around the shark in a bear hug and kind of just like rides the shark around for a minute (laughs) because the shark can't reach back and bite him that's not funny but I know. It kind of is. If he wasn't attacked, it'd be funny. I know. But this does work for a minute, so he's good for a second, but then Rodney can't breathe because, you know, he doesn't have a mask on or anything. So he realizes he's going to have to let go and make a swim for it because that's all he can do or he'll drown. So that's exactly what Rodney does, and he lets go of the shark. He swims as fast as he can up to the surface and hopes that someone will be at the top. So he lets go. He swims as fast as he can. He gets to the top. He takes a huge breath of water. There's blood everywhere rising up. He looks back down into the water, and through all the blood, he can see the huge great white shark with his jaws wide open (sighs) swimming up to the top from (sighs) the bottom of the ocean. Oh, my God. That's literally my worst nightmare. Like, I've had that nightmare so many times, like, ever since my childhood up until now. Same. I was going to say that is truly, like, just what I, if someone said, what's your worst nightmare? What's the number one way you wouldn't want to die? It'd be that. I know. As horrifying as it is, Ronnie, thank God, got lucky because the shark bit into this fish float that was attached to his diving belt when it came up. So... It bit down into the float, and then it was dragging underwater. So it was pulling at this... So it grabbed onto this fish float, basically, on Rodney's belt, and then went back down into the water. And Rodney now, he's not bit, but he's being dragged now down back into the ocean. That's terrifying, too. I know. That's just as bad. I know. 
So now he's being dragged down into the ocean with this giant great white shark. But he got lucky again, and the line that was attached to the float snapped. Thank God. And let Rodney free. Rodney realized that when the shark had clamped down on his chest the first time, that it bit into this line. And so that was why he was able to pull away. So as fast as he could, Rodney swims back up from the ocean depth. He gets to the top, and a boat was, like, monitoring the competition and had seen all the blood on the water. (laughs) So they were looking, and literally he, like, swims up atop as he can, breaks free. They probably scared the hell out of them. And Rodney pops up and, you know, tells them what happened. They pull him onto their boat, and they go to the hospital as quick as they can. Rodney survives, thank God. That's insane. Like, I cannot believe that. And that is so crazy thinking if that line wouldn't have snapped, he probably just would have been, like, would have drowned from being thrashed around underwater by this shark. The attack left Rodney with the skin on his abdomen completely torn off in this huge patch. Ew. As well as all of his ribs being bitten through on the one side, a broken scapula, a punctured lung, and stitches needed to his diaphragm, spleen, and hand. That's so crazy thinking he was even able to swim through that, like, the pain. I know. And there was also a shark tooth that's still embedded in his wrist. To this day? I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Oh, my God. In total, he needed 462 stitches. Holy shit. But he did make a full recovery without losing any limbs or losing his arm or his hand. That's really impressive. But his mind, you know, was greatly affected because... Obviously, you have a ton of nightmares, flashbacks, things like that. Oh, I'm sure that anxiety would be immense. So in his recovery, Ronnie said, you know, that at first he was really confused by this whole thing and he was terrified of sharks. So he said on his website that he went with a, um, a game fisherman or something shortly after the attack, who was fishing sharks, and he thought, you know, he'd be thrilled by this and be like, you know, get revenge, basically. But Rodney said that he watched a couple great white sharks be killed, and he said he just felt really sad by it, and that he said he didn't feel any better. And he started to feel called to sharks, but he wanted to understand them and not, you know, just kill them. Yeah. So, at one point, Rodney went with his family to the zoo, and after seeing lions in cages, he had an epiphany that we needed to learn more about sharks by seeing them in their element, and he basically, like, invented the cage for cage diving after this. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. And so, he, yeah, like, basically invented this cage, he practiced, and he and some other people in Australia who had been attacked by sharks took them underwater. And they got super, super, like, you know, famous more by this, even after the shark attack. He got pretty famous for this. And in 1973, 10 years after Rodney's attack, Rodney was contacted by Steven Spielberg for advice on filming his new movie, (gasps) Jaws. Oh, my God. So Rodney worked on the set of Jaws, insisted in underwater filming and helping to operate the cages and do dives. After the extreme popularity of Jaws, Rodney saw an opportunity for business and created a tourist venture called Rodney Fox Expeditions, where he takes tourists to see sharks and cage dives. 
Ronnie hopes that this business can help to educate tourists and anyone who is scared of sharks or sees them, you know, as these vicious predators. So Rodney and his son now have Fox Shark Foundation, Fox Shark Research Foundation, and they track and research sharks and hope to help the dwindling shark population. And so, um, yeah, Rodney basically has dedicated his life now to advocating for sharks and doing what he can to help people know that they're not these vicious predators. And um, you can read all about Rodney's attack, his mental struggles afterwards, what helped him, and everything like that in his book, Sharks, the Sea, and Me. Oh, that's so cute. That's an incredible story, thinking like someone's ideal horror shark way to die, like shark horror story. He went through it and is totally an advocate now. Wait till you see these pictures. They're like some of the most famous shark pictures you'll ever see because of the scars. It's like literally just looks like the shark just chomped down on his entire side, which is exactly what happened, but... The pictures of all his scars and stuff like that that he needed afterward is just crazy. And great whites are so big, too. Like, oh, my God. I would just be so <clears throat> scared. And then to think that afterward he helped Steven Spielberg on the set of Jaws, like... <laughs> That'd be kind of scary, though, being like, here, I'll show everyone what I saw. Basically. Everyone can go through the anxiety that I went through now, but... That's probably why that movie caused so many people anxiety, because that's probably what it was like. Yeah, and he actually talked about that a lot and stuff, saying, like, that him and the writer of Jaws talked about, you know, the fear people have of just being eaten alive and being eaten by these predators is one of the scariest things that people can think of. And he said that, you know, that's really why people love Jaws. And in a way, he thinks that's why people come, like, come to his tours but he wants people to see, you know, that it's not that scary. They're not out to kill people. And they really are these beautiful, incredible, graceful animals that he really hopes people see this, that, in this tour. And I think his tour really has done a lot to help sharks. So, And I'm sure it's brought him some coin. So good for him. And some, I think, like inner peace. So I am very, true. You know, Good for him and his son doing this venture together. That's so awesome for the two of them. So That is great. I will um, have pictures on our Instagram. I'm sure if you guys are, like, really into shark attacks and shark week, I'm sure you guys have seen these pictures because they're crazy. I saw this picture in a book I remember when I was in elementary school. That's why I wanted to do the story because I saw the picture and it, like, took me back to being, I think, like, in fifth grade. To being shook as a kid. <laughs> Basically, so when I saw that picture, I was like, oh, okay, I'm doing that story. I need to look it up immediately. I'll show you right after this. Okay, good. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. Well, thank you guys for listening. I hope you're being safe and you guys aren't having any shark encounters this summer. Please, for the love of God, if you get in the ocean, just remember all the shark rules and, like, just check where the sharks are if you're going to the beach, you know. Be safe, you guys. Please be safe. Be safe. We love you, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.